Welcome and happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the show. This is Revealing Conversations with Petra Nicole. I'm so glad you could join us today. I'm actually currently in Germany, so this show today is pre-recorded. And I have the great pleasure of introducing an incredible teacher and mentor today. Uh, her name is Katie Anna. She is a teacher of soul, transformational author, speaker, and workshop facilitator. Katie Anna fully embodies the life of a modern-day mystic. Her books include Birthing into Spirit, Conscious Construction of the Soul, Soul Love Never Ends and Crossroads, Living a Soul-Inspired Life. Gifted with the ability to travel the many planes of consciousness within God, Katie Anna walks between worlds. Katie Anna has a direct connection to the world of soul and the world of spirit. Communicating with the world of spirit is, a natu is as natural as breathing for Katie Anna. So, Katie Anna, are you here? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me today. Welcome. Welcome. It's really fun to uh, get to know you. I've been on your mm -hmm. website several times and have been checking it out and watched your videos. And you have some remarkable books out on the market. So I am. I, think so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very blessed uh, that you took time to come to the show on the show today. So. Can you uh, tell me a little bit of how this all started for you? Oh, my. How, how it all started. <laughs> I was born. <laughs> I came to Earth. <laughs> you know, um, my name is spelled K-A-T-Y-E because mm -hmm. my parents, my dad said when he held me, he knew I was going to be different. So he spelled my name different. Oh, now that's pretty cool to be born to two very normal people, and yet they knew at birth that I was going to be different. And boy, did I live up to it. <laughs> and so uh, in my book, Crossroads, Living a Soul-Inspired Life, I think that really tells the story about from age 30 to now, how I grew and evolved into this, what I call a homo spiritus. Um, and I believe that's what we're birthing, homo spiritus the people that are coming in, the children that are coming in with autism, labeled autism, they're homo spiritus. And homo spiritus simply are people who are able to ground more light, who bring more light in to the physical form as well onto Mother Earth. And boy, do we need it. Oh yeah. boy, we, that, is, that is for sure. We need a lot more light right now. Uh, I just uh, did an interview recently with an author called Will Schneider, and he wrote a book called Lucifer's Game, the play between dark and light and shadow, and how America over the past uh, few hundred years, you know, we've had, you know, when I was a little girl, my mom told me about the Second World War and what happened and how the Americans came in and saved the day, and they were the saviors on the planet. Yeah. Things have changed a little bit since then. Well, you know, not really, because we teach a lot about the bridge to nowhere. And we keep doing the same things over and over again. We keep rescuing people. 
mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a nation, but even as an individual, whenever you rush into the rescue, when you rescue someone, you enter this triangle, a perpetrator and abuser triangle and rescuer triangle. And so think about how often America has gone in to rescue someone and then they resent us for it. That's the same way in a personal life. When you rush in to rescue anybody, they all enter that triangle and someplace they resent you. And so we've been doing this as a nation and as a world for eons. And that's why my teachings about soul, I believe are more important than ever right now. That when we begin to understand that we leave an imprint of everything we do here on the planet. And we can, we can only succeed together. And that means every one of us. And so um, I don't know if things have really changed, but again, more is coming out of the shadows. And it has to come out of the shadows to be tra- transformed. Nothing can be transformed in the energy in which it's created. Mm-hmm. It has to come out of the shadows. And that's in our individual lives. And that's in the greater consciousness. That's very true. That's very true. And I think, you know, the Europeans came over here and told the Native American Indians and sent them packing, basically. So 55... They killed a lot of them, too. 55 million. I'm I'm saying it in a nice way that they killed them. So 55 million Native American Indians lost their lives. And so it's really interesting that we've been, you know, a bunch of a conglomerate of Europeans and other nations to come to this new land called America, and then we try to be the do-gooders on the planet, but with an agenda. Well, that's, that's very true. And again, if you think, think about the journey of the soul, mm-hmm. you know, again, the journey of the soul, um, we're all souls, you know? You and I talking, we're old souls. And so we might have been one of those uh, Native Americans, or we might have been on the other team there, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It all goes around, you know, and that's why it's so important when you think about the energy imprint that you're implanting on the planet today. You know, we, we all have to ask ourselves, what am I imprinting today? in 2016 mm-hmm. and that imprint is going to be there long after we birth into spirit exactly exactly because that's that's like the akashic record the imprinting sure. so nothing, we nothing that we think speak gets lost any of our action everything it's is all recorded. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. that's it's kind of a that. scary thought katie for some <laughs> Well, um, it is, but it isn't. You know, I've been, um, when I wrote Conscious Construction of the Soul, I'm a traveler. And so I've been in the Hall Records, people call them the Kashyyyk, and it's the most amazing place. I wish I could describe it visually, but there's just no words for it. And I'm, when I go there, um, in fact, I was just there the other night in my dream state, and they were showing me some of the future stuff. And in, in, in the Hall of Records, what I call the Hall of Records, there's this big screen of life. And before we're born, we look at all these different scenarios that might happen. 
you know, because we have free will here. And so every choice we make, I make, will affect future generations and is based on what past generations did. Mm-hmm. But in the Hall of Records, it's just amazing to see all these souls interacting mm-hmm. and caring about what's going on here on this planet, on this planet, you know? This is a beautiful planet. Yes, so, it is. So, Katie, can you, can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about Anna? Anna. Who is Anna? We want to know who Anna is. All right. Anna um, became known to me about seven, 18 years ago. as just part of my higher consciousness. And I'm a dreamer. I'm a traveler. So when I dream, I wake up and everything I've taught, um, my classes uh, comes from my dream time. So uh, the more conscious I got about Anna, the more I was aware that Anna again guided me. Uh, 14 years ago when my husband and I got married, my, my wedding band from him said, love Cepheus, and his, my wedding band to him said, love Anna, because I knew that Anna was so much a part of me. In 2013, I started having another shift. And, and again, in my book, Crossroads, um, I have, I've had a lot of activations and worked with angels over the years. Um, but in 2013, things started taking a shift and, and my students who would be in the circle will hear me say, nope, I, I'm not saying it like that. I'm not going to do it. You know, literally, I would say that. And in November of 2013, I woke up one morning and I had a, an appointment with someone and I texted her and said, can we do this by phone? And she said, no, I want to I come. And, and I texted my husband. I said, I want you to come to this session. And he said, why? And I, he said, you never asked me to come to sessions. And I said, don't ask me questions, just come. <laughs> it, it was that day in November that Anna came through me. Uh, in those days, I didn't remember anything they said. My eyes were closed. And um, it, it was very, very interesting to say the least. And then as I started grounding more of Anna in the physical, I went through activations and it, it was literally burning my spine. It hurt physically. It hurt. My husband would come into a room and I'd be rocking and I'd be crying because of the heat, the, the, the intensity of the energy. And even in classes, uh, when I would allow, you know, when I would merge with Anna and allow them to speak through me, they had to have fans on me because I was overheating and, and I would have to rock because of the intensity. So it took me about six months to eight months to really integrate. And during that time, I remember one time somebody said, when did you learn to walk? And I'm like, learn to walk? And they meant as Anna because I could now, I now had my eyes open and I could actually walk. So Anna is a group of 976 plus souls whom I share a steady stream of consciousness with. And when I merge with them, my ego goes away and I'm just with them. And it's really humbling to merge with so many beautiful souls because I also get to see in in a different way. I get to see with them. So um, Anna is here to, to help us, people who are in physical forms, learn to live lives of love, really. I mean, that's what their work is all about. Um, We teach the three spiritual keys. Nothing new. Uh, They're they're called the three spiritual keys for 
uh, empowered soulful living. And a key one, merge, merge with love. Merge with others in love. Converge in love. If it's not in love, move your energy out of it. And that's what people are getting now. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're triggered and you, you react in a triggered state, you have now gone into the energy of what you're trying to change. And you can't change anything in the energy in which it's created. And people just don't get that. You know, they get triggered and they react. So if, it, if you can't do it in love, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Two is, is very simple. Take responsibility for your thoughts and your energy you're bringing into a situation. And we really preach, if, if you can't say it in love or write it in love, if, you, if your words are not going to inspire and motivate and encourage and uplift, then keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just be quiet. And the third key is, no, we can only succeed together. We, we cannot succeed without each other. And that includes people we disagree with. Mm-hmm. You know, those of us in the spiritual community, we, we talk about love. But when it's time to move into divine action of love, we sometimes have a problem doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this. I posted something on Facebook a couple of days ago. It was a, a, one of the Gandhi phrases. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. And, <laughs> and I got a lot of comments on that one. You know, um, believing in myself that the Old Testament is, it's, it's, we have to come into divine love. And yes. like you said, you know, when, when we have children, we teach them, you know, in the movie Bambi, where some of the rabbit says, you know, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yes. And, well, I, and, and the thing of it is, um, it starts with our children, you know, we, yeah. we, we have to teach our children to be, to be that one that they're incarnated souls and two that they they are the creative force in their own little lives Mm -hmm. now many of us don't learn this until we're in our 30s and 40s because it's not taught in the schools and again that's the work of anna to to bring back soul parenting and to help parents understand that when a child is born most parents expect it to fit into the puzzle here we are we already we already created this dream Welcome to the dream we created. Now you fit here. Mm-hmm. And most of us, that's what happened. We were supposed to fit into a puzzle. Soul parenting is you expand it. You expand the tribe and you give this baby who, who is a soul, who has a soul and who is connected to the world of spirit. And you give this baby room to bring forth its magnificence and its gifts, knowing that this baby is here to teach us all. You know, that's soul parenting. And the greatest gift we can give our children and something my parents gave me was the gift of imagination. We Mm. school it out of our children. And so the gift of imagination, creativity, because that keeps us connected to the world of spirit, Mm -hmm. to the world of soul. Mm -hmm. And with this digital age, with technology, um, while there is, you know, a lot to be said for that in for for having as much technology as children are given now, but it also takes away from the imagination, I feel. Of of when I was a kid, we were outside most of the time. 
I don't know about you, but oh yeah, we were always <laughs> saying outside, go outside and play, go outside and play. It was never, you know, sit in front of a TV, in front of a video yeah. game, and push your push the button with your thumb. Yeah, we were outside also. We had a big swimming pool, so we had lots of families and swimming and badminton. Yeah, we were outside playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Life changed, and so again, I believe that we're moving into times where those of us who say we're spiritual, we just can't sit by the sidelines. Mm-hmm. We have to become activists, divine activists, and, and pick a cause, pick, pick something you believe in, and move into that in love. That, that's, that's the deal, though. We've got to do it in love, because if not, we're back to the Native Americans again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just repeats itself as a pattern. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The bridge to nowhere. Anna calls it the bridge to nowhere. <laughs> and it's been going on for a really long time. So, so Katie, uh, is it possible to speak with Anna? Oh, most definitely, yes. So you'd like to do that now? Well, if Anna is available. Oh, they're, they're available. <laughs> Trust me. They are available 24-7. Um, they're always, um, you know, I, I, by locating is probably the best way to describe how I live now. And um, they're, they're always chattering about something. And, so, and also, I told someone recently, now I know why I share a steady stream of consciousness with so many souls. It takes that many to keep me straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I'll merge with them. And uh, uh, you can ask any questions you'd like. So can you explain to the listener just a little bit how this works right now and what we're doing? Well, um, what, what just happened was you asked, and here we are. And what happens is um, Katie, she um, merges with us. She, she shifts her consciousness, and she travels, and we travel, and we merge, and we connect. And, and uh, so what has just happened is you're now speaking to Anna, and we are a group of actually we're more than 976 souls. But we decided a while back just to keep it at that because it would be very confusing because most personalities, they have a hard time understanding um, what actually is happening here. And so uh, we thank you for bringing us um, to this day to talk to you. Now, we want to, to say that and acknowledge that we know that um, what is going on on the earth planes of consciousness is just not affecting the United States. There's been a ripple effect throughout the globe, throughout the globe. And so, um, you know, when we speak about the collective consciousness, we must uh, help you understand that the collective consciousness on the planet created this. Not just those in the United States, but the collective consciousness on the planet. Now, perhaps some of you would say, well, this is an unconscious process. It's interesting um, how many of you say that um, uh, we'll stick to United States, that... um, that the uh, people that voted for the Donald uh, were unconscious. I think that is very clever. Well, you know, uh, again, um, you all are looking at the outer world. You're not seeing, well, we understand when you're in a physical form, you you look out into the outer world and you, you get caught in that. And so now more than ever, you're going to have to learn to use your tools, which of course is 
learning to go within to the still point within your heart because um, you get lost out here. You know, we keep teaching that you cannot change anything. You cannot change anything by going into the energy in which it was created. And here's something we don't want to, well, all right. All right. Um, we're, we're having a discussion here because we don't want to get too far off traffic. But um, when we say about um, you, you can't rush into the energy uh, and change something. And what happens is because there's no such thing as linear time, you're clashing with many of the things that were created on the earth thousands of years ago. Do you understand? And so you're in, you're in this cycle of energy and you think you're, you're in 2016. It's like, yes, we'll tell them that. It's like um, the whole um, people living on the planet have um, post-traumatic stress disorder from past lives. <laughs> and of course, we're making a joke here. And we know when you're in a physical body, it's not funny. But um, coming from a soul perspective, if you believe that it's always in divine order, when things are going um, rosy, you, you have to believe that all are in divine order when you don't quite understand what's going on. You know, uh, things have to get unraveled. Things have to get unraveled before they can um, change. And this is what's happening in the currency of United States. Things are getting unraveled. And so uh, very chaotic energy. And unfortunately, this is what we've created as a collective consciousness that to um, step into the next um, paradigm shift, there has to be an unraveling, a shaking up. Well, things are pretty shook up, aren't they now, dear? They are very shook up, very shook up. And, and I've been also saying this to people. It has to, if things are too calm, it's like the calm before the storm that's happened here. And it is a collective consciousness that created the Donald. So I don't understand why people are so upset that he was voted in. Well, when... because remember, you know the story of the Native Americans? Um, they were standing at the shore and they saw a ripple. That's all they saw. They saw a ripple. They didn't understand what was coming because they just saw the ripple. And then they saw more ripples. And then suddenly it really began to, the waves began. And then they looked and there were the ships. Now, they had never seen ships before. So it was not in their consciousness to perceive such a thing. And this is what happened with the Donald. It wasn't in the consciousness of many, um, uh, not only in the United States, but in the world, that um, the Donald um, would now be the president-elect. It just wasn't in the consciousness. So they didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens on the earth planes of consciousness. You know, to, to have a paradigm shift, you, you teach that um, the shift occurred on, on the earth planes of consciousness in 2012. Well, what you don't teach is the next 28 years is going to be a time of unraveling. So new energy, so new energy can come in. Now, this requires, again, um, we teach that in 2017, it is the years of movement and the years of movement. Now, this does not mean everyone will move forward. Some will move backwards. You know, we also teach the seven planes of consciousness on Earth. And the election that was just um, done, and Washington, D.C. itself is in, in an um, energy field of, of 
what we call the second plane consciousness, a dogma, boxed in thinking, fear, anger, rigidity. And so you have a choice. You have a choice. All of you have choice. You know that? That you all have choice? Yes. And so you all have a choice. How do I want to participate in this? This is what the collective consciousness has created. And now each one of you have to determine how do you want to participate in this? Mm-hmm. You can go out and bemoan it, but this is the reality you have created. Or is it? Mm-hmm. We can really get on with that. Because what happens is many of you who call yourself spiritual, you travel back and forth between the second plane of consciousness and the fourth plane of consciousness. The fourth plane of consciousness is, is, is a plane of consciousness where love is abiding more and more. But any fear takes you back into the second plane. So many of you are going back and forth. So it's very important that you all begin to, um, how do we say this? Take stock of what you're feeling. You know, one of the reasons souls incarnate is because of the great wealth of emotions you have in physical bodies. And then you, you try and box in the emotions. Emotions are not a negative, right? Exactly. exactly. But it's what you do with them. If, if you sit in them, sometimes the emotions such as fear, fear paralyzes. Fear will freeze you. And, and, and so fear, eons ago, was to alert you to a physical danger. And now, now, more than not, fear alerts you to an imagined, and we say the word imagined, threat of some kind. Mm-hmm. That is very true. That is very, very true. We no longer have to run from wild animals into caves. Well, no, but there's a lot of two-legged animals that sometimes it would be, but yes, we're going to say this. You don't run to run from the two-legged animals. Uh, you know, um, this may not be a popular subject, but when Hitler was there, the, the Jews didn't believe it was going to come. They didn't believe it. They didn't, again, like the Native Americans, they didn't see it coming. It wasn't in their consciousness. And so they didn't see it coming. All right. And so um, had the Jews decided to um, stand up, to get together, it would have been a different consciousness, a different a different experience. And so mm-hmm. now, many of the people here, here we go again, um, many of the people that um, you call the minorities and the groups that um, um, are afraid of what this um, election in the United States has done, um, perhaps they were the Jews in the past life who were saying, this time we will stand up. This time we will be heard and we will do so in a way that is loving. We will not take guns to the because again, when you take guns and violence, that's the bridge to nowhere. So many, many of those who are in a physical form um, that um, is in this large group of people who are now fearful for their lives and throughout the world, it's because the soul chose that as the pathway to um, soul growth and, and soul, soul um, expansion. And this is what personalities don't understand. Um, Yes, you have your life and you have free will, but the soul created your life. There's mm-hmm. a plan for your life. Just like Katie, she didn't think she'd be sitting here with 976 souls speaking through them. You know, one of the things we keep teaching is you have to, you have to release everything you think you know about love. And when we tell this to people, they go, well, is that even possible? Well, 
We tell you to release what you think about love so you can move into an expanded state of love, a place that you as a personality cannot even begin to imagine because in this belief of love, you have a lot of fear. You have a lot of beliefs about love as a negative. Love hurts. You've all heard that. Well, love doesn't hurt. Um, the emotion, you know, of love, uh, it's an emotion. And then you have the experience of love. And so you do have to, to release what you think you know about love so you can move as a collective consciousness in, into a different experience. And this means that you also have to release those old outdated beliefs and patterns that tell you that um, the Donald is um, the devil incarnated or whatever. We laugh when we hear that because we know the soul who is the Donald. And, and, and again, uh, you have to remember on a soul level, Hillary and the Donald, all of them agreed to be here on earth at this time. Mm -hmm. And so we can see the humorous side of it because we're not in a physical body and we're not living it. So we're not saying that it's, well, yes, we are saying it's a little funny from our vantage point because again, even the Donald has a soul and even the Donald agreed to be born in this time to help with the consciousness shift. Now, because the people on earth have free will, they could have chosen a different experience, the Hillary, but they didn't. So here you are. Uh, Katie has a brother and her brother said, I didn't create this mess. And Katie said, everyone did. And it's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. You all did. You all did. If you didn't go out and um, um, knock on doors and um, uh, take people to vote for who you wanted them to vote for, you helped create this. And also your unconsciousness because you didn't believe it could happen. So there mm -hmm. you go back to the Jews again. So we really teach something called catch and release. Are you familiar with it, catch and release? No, I'm not. Catch and release is a very simple thing. You, you, um, the, well, right now people are triggered, right? And so they have a lot of fear. So you have to stop. You have to catch it. And you go, all right, as soon as you can. And when you practice this, it gets quicker. You have to catch and you go, oh, I'm in fear again. What's the fear about? And then you, you go through that. You don't visit it, but you just go through it. And then you say, um, we like to work um, with angels. Katie has always worked with angels. Then you say, Archangel Michael, I, I don't want this fear. Here it is. You hand it over to the angels because you don't have it within your energy to transform the kind of fear that you have imprinted. But the angelic and, and, and the angelics do. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. It's very similar to uh, some of the emotional energy work that I do. It's like allowing things to just go by you know, not identifying or jumping into it, but just watching it like it's a movie and then releasing it. Right, right, yes. And, mm -hmm. and, and again, um, you're not meant to get pulled. When memories come up, uh, that's another situation. When past life memories come up or memories of this lifetime, post-traumatic stress disorder um, is a serious thing of, among your vets. And so what happens is because there's no linear time, they actually shapeshift into 1965 and they're there and they taste it and they smell it and everything. And so with post-traumatic stress disorder, when they have an episode, what you want to do is as soon as they can, you, you, you help them understand that they're in 2016 and they're safe. 
because you're all you're all doing the shape shifting. You don't realize you're doing it. You you mm-hmm. live a fragmented lives really because as children you learn to disassociate from experiences that weren't in alignment with love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the Aborigines of Australia called the daytime the dream and the dream the actual awareness awakeness so they flip it so what you're saying in essence is that when we are in our dreams at night like that's when really we're being our spirit guides work with us at that time most definitely oh yes everyone goes out now some of you uh, remember your working dreams, the dreams that are going on about your life. Many of you don't remember that you go out and you go out to these different planes of consciousness within Creator. Remember, everything's happening within Creator. Um, mm-hmm. Katie calls the Creator God. So we stick with the, the God source. And so uh, within the God source, everything is happening. And so you think of um, heaven as somewhere out there, but those who are birthed into spirit are closer than you think. Mm-hmm. My spiritual teacher uh, spoke about the golden age, and he said it's very simple. It's almost like just turning around. We would agree with that. We would agree mm-hmm. with that. And mm-hmm. again, it's just allowing yourself. You see what's in front of you is real. Remember um, uh, the vibrational signature. From birth to at about six years old, uh, you make certain agreements to what is real. And you make these agreements based on what your parents and your, your teachers uh, have told you. And so you make these agreements. And if you don't go in and change those agreements, you're creating your life from a six-year-old uh, mentality, a belief. And so think how many of you have never questioned um, why is the sun called yellow and the, 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 the chair black or the wall green? You just accepted that and you've never questioned it. And mm-hmm. so you all learn to, to create within this very narrow box. And so it's incarnated souls with the spark of the creator in you. What is not possible for you to create? Well, here's the thing. Again, if you believe that you're just a human being and you get up and you put your feet on the floor and you go through the same day over and over again, that's not very creative, is it? No. That's called unconsciousness. And that's what the majority of personalities do. The wonderful thing is you're waking up. And this is why people continue to seek for spiritual guidance. You know, um, we want to also say religion serves its purpose. Religion has gotten a bad name because... Um, well, you know what religion has done over the eons. But there's many people that get great comfort in their religion who are not haters. Mm-hmm. They simply can connect that way. So don't throw out religion with the bathwater. And those mm-hmm. of you who are spiritual, if you're intolerant, if you're judgmental, you're no different than the people that are religious that you bemoan about. That's so true. I always say to people, I'd rather somebody follow something, whatever it yes. is, yes. have yes. some kind of a, a goal and some kind of a spiritual influence in their lives is 
whether it's going to church or to a meditation group, it doesn't matter. At least they're doing something. Well, and we tell everyone, don't listen to a word we say. Don't believe a word we say. Listen to it. If it works within the paradigm of your life, if you feel that nudge from soul, then use it in your life. Question your authorities. This is why you got in the mix that you are in. We, we contributed to it in different lives. But the truth of it is, you haven't been taught because of that vibrational signature as a, a, a six-year-old. Six-year-old are taught to obey. Mm-hmm. They're not taught to, to question. And so now we're saying, question things, challenge things, but do so in divine light. Do so in a way that is, is in alignment with the soul. Questioning mm-hmm. things is not negative, but you, you did learn that as children. And so many of you hold back from questioning until something like this happens. And then you just go into um, triggered form and nothing gets done. So one of the, one of the things I, I tell my friends sometimes is, you know, is God, the Godhead, that whatever that energy is out in the universe, what we call or refer to as God, the only way we really do deeper work within ourselves is in intimate relationships. Could uh, Anna please speak on that a little bit? Because it's when we get triggered in intimate relationships. And normally, you know, if we're just around our wonderful friends, we don't get triggered as much. So if we really want to do deep work, it's a, this is a good way to do it. Well, it is. But again, is that not an old paradigm? Because um, still on the earth and the consciousness, um, personalities believe in um, the yin-yang, the light and darkness. Um, polarity and what you're merging into now is not polarities but the male female um, are merging and so, so therefore that the, the uh, thing of personal relationships are what trigger you yes um, right now this is the way the personalities grow because in a personality two people come together looking for something perhaps they don't have. That was the old relationship. That was the old relationship. Feeling a need that you don't have. Something within you that you don't have. Now what's happening is two people are coming together not to just to complete each other but to expand each other. There's a difference. And so when you talk about um, the way your buttons get pushed in interpersonal relationships, ask Katie now that she's hanging around um, a certain uh, hippie, her buttons get pushed all the time. <laughs> but again, what's happening with Katie is, um, yes, well, that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, um, what's happening with Katie is because she's so quick, you don't, you don't hang out in the, in the triggered state. You know what we mean? Yes, I and do. So exactly in a relationship, you're learning. You get triggered, but you don't hang out there so much. In, in, in past generations, they stayed in the triggered state sometimes during the whole relationship. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So, Anna's here. But one of the reasons that, uh, just a minute, one of the reasons that uh, souls incarnate is to have a physical uh, connection. You know, it's a very different experience because you are spirit beings 
but you're also chemically based. And so you have these chemicals and you have the spirit energy coming in. And when you have to learn how to um, do that dance mm -hmm. as a multidimensional being, you don't see yourself as multidimensional beings who has, has access 24-7 to the world of spirit. That door to the uh, uh, world of spirit never closes. A lot of you believe and were taught that there was a veil. Well, that, that was never really a truth because the veil was told to you just like the vibrational signature. The, the veil was told by teacher after teacher that you had to forget who you were when you came to this planet. That, that was an old truth that mm -hmm. just does not buy anymore. You don't have to forget anything. So all of you could choose to wake up tomorrow morning and say, I am an incarnated soul. This means that I have the spark of God in me. If I have the spark of creator source in me, that means that I am the creative force in my life. And today, today I will determine how I'm going to live this life. You know, at some point, you all have to move away from the circumstances of your life, including circumstances of being an adult. And you have to decide how you want to contribute or if you want to contribute. So if I could ask Anna, so how, so you're speaking of multidimensional being, I've been aware, I've had an awareness through the work I've done and through the guidance I've received that I exist in, in many places at the same time. But I'm walking, yes. walking, creating here on earth. So how would someone like myself, or if the listeners out there right now, how can they relate to it? Like how would I, for example, go about connecting to that multidimensional energy? How, what would you um, advise us to do? Well, again, we advise that you wake up every day. You see, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you see that it's a continuation from today. Do you not? Yes. Yes. All right. But it is not. It's a brand new day. Mm -hmm. It's a day that has never been created. So as a multidimensional being, when a multidimensional being steps into that day and they see the sunrise, they go, I created that sunrise because no two personalities see the same sunrise because mm. everything that you're seeing is your creation and that's hard for personalities to swallow but everything that you're, you're experiencing is your creation and so as a multidimensional being you get up and you say all right this is the day of my creation and then you you practice consciousness oh my did you know that 90 percent of the time personalities are, are, are unconscious during the, what you call waking day. Mm -hmm. You're unconscious. And so you practice being conscious. We tell everyone, take, um, we call them zen, zen breaks, but take rest breaks throughout the day and remind yourself, wait a minute, is what I'm creating in alignment with love. Use the breath to recenter. In that first 20 minutes in the morning, use the gratitude. It changes brain chemistry. It's not Katie science. Um, and then do not set a goal, but set an intention of what you're going to create that day. What are you going to create as a multidimensional being? What tools can you use that um, most of you use your five senses? 
you, you're multi-sensory. And so um, learn to develop the in, intuition. You know, you all get intuition, but because you focus out here, you don't listen. Mm-hmm. Even now when things are going crazy in the United States, the world of spirits, the souls are talking and saying, calm down here. Let's look at this a different way. And so as a multidimensional being, how you move into that is one day at a time. Every day you get up knowing that it's a brand new day. Years ago, Katie hated the movie um, Groundhog Day. She <laughs> hated it. She hated it. She wanted to leave the movie theater because that was her life. Getting up, doing the same thing over and over again. As a multidimensional being, you get up knowing that this is a brand new day. Remember, many of you have heard that it's very important to stay in the now, in the moment. And what you're doing, a lot of you are projecting out into the future and energetically, you're absolutely sending missiles of energy into the future with fear in it. If you're fearful of the future as a personality, you're sending these missiles of fear. A multidimensional being would understand and take responsibility for their emotions going, wait a minute, if I'm fearful, this is within me, I must stop, catch and release it, not send it into the future generations to experience. Do you understand now? Because Mm -hmm. a multidimensional being is going to take responsibility for everything it's creating. Mm -hmm. Does that help you? That is beautiful, beautifully spoken. So um, I'm speaking to Anna through Katie, and I want to, um, in closing of the session, of course, I, I, I would like Katie to share with us her website and how people get in touch with us, with you. And I know that she offers one-on-one work. So when Katie offers that, is that through the Anna Soul Group? Is that how that works? Yes. Yes, because Katie, uh, again, Katie's quite a seer by herself. But mm-hmm. again, we're, we're always with her. And so um, people say, well, how can Katie see the way she sees? Well, she developed those muscles. She made it possible. Here's something for you to, un- well, maybe you don't understand it. But um, Katie's soul um, created a, a, um, a personality for 76 lives until the personality known as Katie said, all right, I'll do it. Now, that is because of all the inner work that Katie did to allow us to come in. If she had not allowed all the initiations and activations, had she not gone, uh, she had a soul realignment in, uh, when was it, uh, 1980. 1987, Katie had a soul realignment. She calls it a soul boot, but a soul realignment is when the when something like cancer, or in Katie's case, it was a, a nervous breakdown, some kind of disease, or your marriage, and something something big happens in your life, and it's a soul realignment, and it's a red flag that says stop and reevaluate your life. And so Katie did that, and that led her into allowing the memory of the angels and starting the traveling back and forth. And so because of all the, and, and you know this here, because of all the, the work that you do as the personality, it connects you to higher realms. And so the soul agreement had always been there. One day, um, about a year ago, Katie said, no, this is more than that. Anyway, 
Katie said, I am who I was born to be. Now, she never dreamt that who she was born to be was to share her physical form with so many souls. But this is who the personality was born to be. And so in 2016, uh, the personality known as Katie is also known as um, a homo spiritus. And again, um, you have heard about activations and, and, and um, um, attunements and everything. This helps to be where uh, many of you talk about going through light body changes. They're not something to pursue because light body changes, your physical form, um, have a hard time with all the light. This is why the children that are labeled, we could do a whole discourse on this, the children that are labeled autistic, they're coming in as homo spiritus into a, a body that is not wowed for such energy. But those souls knew that they were doing it. Now, there's been several waves of souls coming in to help ground this energy because you need to have this energy on earth right now mm -hmm. because the earth and all of its inhabitants are going through and will go through many consciousness shifts. So the way that this was allowed was because the personality agreed to merge with us. And so, yes, when Katie's doing her readings and her work, lots of times it will be in her voice. Um, and then, you know, we'll just slip in here or there or whatever. Um, because again, um, we love all of you. We are not coming back in physical form, but we have not forgotten what we contributed to the energies that you're going through today. And so the reasons that we continue to want to share and teach is because we believe in all of you on the planet. And we know that during these next years of the shift energy, you will continue to grow and evolve. And with the help of the world of spirit, you have to understand that third spiritual key, we can only succeed together, includes the world of spirit and um, other beings that we won't even get into right now. So yes, to answer your question, uh, when Katie's speaking, we're always here. There's not a, a time now that we're not connected. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. Well, thank you. So, so we'll bring Katie back. You're welcome, dear. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Boy, am I hot. Hi, Katie. Welcome um, back. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it's really neat because I, I pretty much remember everything they say. Sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that comes out of my mouth. You know, um, because they have no ego. And one of the big differences when I'm speaking and they're speaking, my ego sometimes will want to color it a little bit, make it yeah. a little bit... Um, not so direct. <laughs> and when Anna's speaking, it's so I want to know about you know. The, I want to know about the hippie. I want to know who the hippie is that she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they do that. <laughs> you know, uh, my husband burst into two years ago, and um, that wasn't something that was in my plan, but I trusted from the beginning. I teach a lot about birthing in the spirit. And I knew, I knew that um, I would love again and have life again. And so uh, in August, um, 
they just brought the right person into my life. We're just friends, but this person has helped me, this hippie has just helped free me from my box that I had put myself in after my husband died. Mm-hmm. And I guess it would take a hippie who was free and wild to do it. <laughs> that is so funny. So Katie, so Katie, can you share with us a, a little bit about your information, your website, how do people get a hold of you if they want to do yes, a reading? Yes, um, yes. Uh, Katie Anna, it's K-A-T-Y-E at dot com. That's my email. And my website is katyeanna, K-A-T-Y-E-A-N-N-A.com. Also, I'm doing a retreat in um, uh, Sedona, Arizona, April 23rd. And this again, oh my God, I remember when this came to me. I woke up and they said, living from the heart retreat. And I came down and I wrote everything. I wrote it down. And Petra, I, I stood up and I started light waving and electricity came into me. And when that electricity, and I, I've had electricity before, but I knew, I knew that that was the work I was supposed to be doing because we live with such fragmented hearts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we do, something happens and a part of our heart goes and something happens and a part of our heart goes. So most of us, 99.9%, are living with fragmented hearts. And if we're truly going to move back into a heart-centered civilization, we have to heal the heart first. Mm-hmm. And so when they gave me those retreats, I was like, wow, okay, this is going to be big stuff. And, it, and they wanted the first one. Most people would do their first big retreat. And I used to do big retreats close to home. Not me. They said, Sedona, Arizona. Why? Because of the energy. Because of what happens to your dream state in Sedona, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so I expect miracles at that retreat. I expect a lot of energy and a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. Well, so, I might have uh, to, again, you can find the information on my website. I might have to join you there, Katie. I might have to join you there. Oh, please do. Please do. It's going to be a great group. So we're wrapping up the show to the to Katie Anna. Thank you so much for being on the show. And for you, the listener, I am currently in Europe and uh, coming back to the United States in a few weeks. Uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful time on the planet. And uh, speaking to Anna and hearing yes, all the hopeful things that she spoke of, and uh, to Katie as well, if you're interested in the retreat in Sedona, please go to Katie Anna's website and sign up for that. You can also book a reading with her. And if you would like to join us still for the Seven Insights Workshop every Tuesday at 5 p.m., just go to my website and click on the Secret to Quantum Transformation, the Seven Insights. The class is complimentary, and so is the workbook. And this is only a one-time opportunity to do this. I am recording all the sessions, so I'm very excited to see you there. We're working on paradigm shifting and partnership and gratitude and subjects like that. We all could use a little bit more gratitude in our lives. So I thank you again for being here at Block Talk Radio forward slash Revealing Conversations with Petra. And I'll see you next Tuesday. Arrivederci.